This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Uh, Music. We are just getting started! Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. Where are you at? Seattle, Washington. Oh, yeah. Seattle, that's pretty cool, huh? Just a couple hours away from home. Sadly, can't mm-hmm. make it home, so that's been a bit frustrating. So, you yeah, know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with the like, whole, like, you know, thing. I'm pretty good with, like, hey, sure, we got to protect everybody and the masks. And, the, like, you're not going to get a lot of argument from me. However, I am, like, vaxxed and the whole thing. And to get back across into the country, I still got to do the test and do the whole thing. And I'm kind of like, you know, I got vaxxed. Mm -hmm. I did the thing. Yeah. Why did I do it? I'm following along. Uh, Be real nice. Mm -hmm. If I could just drive across home for like, you know, three hours to, uh, you know, take the kids out for some food, take the family out, hang out, shoot, shoot, shoot and drive back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not going to see me drive a truck onto a cenotaph <laughs> to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? No. But it's uh, it was a little bit like, ah, oh, so close. Yeah. And you know, the sucks. kids and, and, and the, the thing that sucks is that, you know, they all tested positive, like on my birthday. So they're still within that, that kind of range of testing positive again, mm-hmm. like just, so even if they came down here, they might get stuck down here. So it's just right. circumstance. It's kind of sucks. They don't want to be stuck in the states if they're sick and if they're not from there, right? No, that's not mm-hmm. a good spot. I close my door. The cats are are starting to creep up on me, starting to gang up. But it's uh, you know, I love this city. This city's amazing. There's it's very you know, ocean and all that stuff. I'm a yeah water kid, so I like the I like the ocean. The ocean kind of gives me that ocean therapy. You know, you're running away. You're in the minus twenty everywhere for like the last two and a half weeks. It's nice mm. to get somewhere warm. You know. Yeah, well, it was plus 15 here today in Kingston, man. It was great. Stuff was melting, and we're supposed to get this big thunder and lightning storm. Didn't happen. But uh, or wait. See, this this is the Mother Nature fake out for you. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the weather's been weird here, but we're getting rid of all the uh, snow, which is good. Well, what about your rink? Oh, it's long gone. <sighs> it's long gone. It's cool, though. The kid had, uh, like, candles out there. It did some night skating and stuff, and I was working on a, a project, a uh, I couldn't, uh, I'd finished, but uh, she was having fun, man. It's cool. I was out there during the days. This is a classic Canadian tale, though, in Ontario. You're, it's the fake out. You guys are like, it's great. Winter's over. It's awesome. And in about one week from now, it's going to drop to about minus 26, and you're going to get nailed with like 18 feet of snow. Yeah, we'll get and, one more shot. And then it'll be gone. Sucks. It's a classic tale. It's I want classic spring. tale. I like I springs. You it's like good. The, you like the outside. You like the in that garden in the back. Well, I got a yard that's pretty decent. Excuse me, with like forest attached to it, so yeah. I can go hang out and stuff. People see my posts of me walking through my forest. I have a spot where I can stop and survey things. It's great. So I was gonna go the other night, real close, mm-hmm. real close to, see to going to see the Batman internet. I was, I was there. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go check this out. Mm-hmm. You check out the score. You know, it's got a. Pretty decent score going on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. doing well. And everyone's digging it, um, all the rest of it. And then I I checked in home and I was like, hey, dude, like, you know, I was saying to Alex, I'm like, I think I'm going to go mm-hmm. see Batman tonight. And the look on his face was like, uh, oh, no. 
I wanted, I wanted to go. And I'm like, sure, but I'm not home for another week and a half. And the whole thing's going to be ruined. And we got a show and we got things to talk about. Fine. So I was like, yes, dude, no problem. I'll take you when we get home. So I went and saw Jackass instead. So. Nice. How was that? <laughs> uh, it was interesting because it's like, uh, it, it's like the, it's the changing of the guard a little bit. Like the mm. guy still, the guy still did all their stuff, but they're getting old. They're like in their, you know, fifties now. And they're kind of like, you know, I think I'm yeah, done. Hurt. I think I'm done kind of like getting the shit knocked out of me. Uh, mm-hmm. Except for Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville got like totally like destroyed by a bull and got taken to the hospital and everything. But um, oh, there was some funny bits, but they got like a new cast. I don't think they're going to be able to keep going. No, like the Jackass brand will be able to kind of go as long as the guys kind of intertwine. If maybe Johnny's like directing traffic a bit, but mm-hmm. um, man, they they just really were like, it was good, it was cool. It was like that dumbed down laugh that you need, like where you're just like, ah, you know, yeah, four shows in a row, 24 hours on, 24 hours off. I just need to like just go and kind of unwind. And that theater's like right around the corner, and there was no Perfect. one in it, no one in it. So I just had the yeah. whole thing to myself and it was like an hour and a half of just silliness, which was guys hurting themselves. Just what the doctor ordered, but you know, shots to the groin. Some of those guys haven't aged very well. That's all I'm going to no, say. No. Right. Um, was Bam in there? Cause there's that Bam. big stink no. about him. So Bam was not in there. And then I heard rumblings that he ended up being in it. And I stuck around for like the end credits to see if they put him in, but no, I didn't. Whoa. No. Yeah, he's really upset about that. I was watching some, uh, some YouTube videos he was posting. He was in some bad shape. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's two sides to that too. Well, because, you know, part of the anarchy that was Jackass or that is Jackass is the fact that they're all like, it's all in the backbone of them being, you know, on drugs and wasted and just doing crazy shit. And yeah. now like, you know, Steve-O's completely sober, clean, mm-hmm. Knoxville's clean. Everyone's clean. Right. And then I think that I think that Bam's sort of argument was, well, I, I, I got I got even worse because of this. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean, like I got I, you, and like, but I mean, Steve, they, they, they intervened and they had an intervention for Steve-O and he cleaned up. And and so I think it was kind of the same thing, not that interventions work all the time with people, but I think it was kind of the right. same thing where it was like. Well, we gave you an intervention and you didn't clean up. I don't know what else we can do for you. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, so I don't know. It was kind of interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't miss, like, I didn't miss him. I, the, the whole bits with his, like, parents are funny. And, oh, yeah. With and Phil. all that stuff. But, like. But turned, yeah, the uncle was, like, got arrested for something bad. I remember if I remember correctly who was in it, too. But, yeah, that he always used to be his dad. I could do without that, too. Tom Green started all that, though, right? I know. Canadian Tom Green. And he's back a bit. They got some show out now. Well, he's last on- comic standing. Have you seen that? Well, Jay Barshell's the host. Yeah, there's some kind of new thing, right? It's a, yeah. It's, well, what this is from? It's it's an it's an it's a show from Britain. Um, and that girl with the blonde hair who lost all that weight was hosting it. Uh, oh, Amy Schumer? No, 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 no. She was she lost like tons of weight. Actually, I, I, she looks she looks odd now. She lost so much weight. She looks oh man, I don't know. Hopefully she's okay because uh, <laughs> yeah, looks a little odd. But anyway, she she's really funny. She's she's amazingly funny. Um, but she used to be really large, and then all of a sudden she got really small. Um, but that's how you would know her. So she hosted this show, and now we picked it up here in Canada. And Jay Par- Jay Barshall is the yeah. host, right? And yeah. he's awesome. Fucking this, and fucking you can tell when he's nervous. Oh, it's Dave the Ford. last guy's laughing, right? The, last guy's laugh or laugh. That's it. Okay, last person laughing or something. Dude, yeah, it's great. Tom Green's in there. Yeah. Dave Foley's in there. Like, there's a bunch of new yeah. younger guys. It is. Awesome. And Jay Barshall, he's, he's one of my favorites. I really, he's a big comic book guy too, right? Mm. Uh, I really, really uh, like him. And that show's great. If you want to binge watch something with six episodes. You know great. what's funny? You know what's funny about him? Um, speaking of like the jackass guys and that group that came together. You ever mm. know, you know, do you notice now that like that group that started with um, Knocked Up, uh, uh, this well, not quite. This is forty, but all knock, the ones that were in that. Up. This is the end movie, right? Like, all they those did that guys. Movie, this is the end. They're well, all, you know why? Because they were all, running away from from what's his name? Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. They I were know, running they, away from. Oh, what's his name? James, uh, James, uh, something or another. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're he talking about. His name. Um, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Um, I'll get Franco. So James DeFranco. Uh, James Franco. Yeah, they're James they're, Franco. Okay, but also I was a big fan of him until you know it all broke out that he's a yeah. perv bop and wow. then aziz was in, in on that too and then 
like uh, all of them kind of like separated out, which is fine. But then you've got, um, it, but Baruchel kind of hasn't really been back in the picture very much. And he's kind of embraced his Canadiana a little bit more yeah. than well, ever. He, he was never, he didn't. And he, if you watch this is uh, the end as well, it's yeah. hilarious. Cause Jay doesn't like that ho- Hollywood life. Right. <laughs> and they say to him, well, what do you mean, Jay? Yeah. And, and he's, M. Watson's in the scene, right? Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you mean you don't like LA? He goes, well, you know, just the whole thing. They're like, are you a hipster, Jay? He goes, well, I'm not a hipster. Do you, do you hate American love? Do you hate world-renowned love films? Oh, no, no, I love them. Oh, what you think of Forrest Gump? That was a piece of shit. Yeah, there you go. Are your pants tight at the bottom? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a hipster. He hates everything. Yeah. And it, just the description, I've been asked before, what's a hipster? And it's like, that's perfect. That's perfect. Do you hate like generally worldly love films? Are your pants tight around the edge? Do you basically hate everything? Okay, then you're hipster. Uh, that was great. Yeah, I I had a joke about that one time about um there was some vending machine backstage at a gig mm-hmm. and it had like you know nothing but kale chips, like a portable scarf you could like oh, you could so it was like pay hipster, money. Uh, like it was a hipster, it was like a hipster thing, and it was like beard spray. <laughs> like, oh, like wow. It was just so funny. And I was like, yeah. You know, there's like, because you've you've got the pretentious kind of ass on the other side. Like I and I just I, I touched on that on the coffee thing because I used to uh, when when I was searching around for coffee and I was trying to like dumb down coffee and be like, all right, where how does how does it get made? And and mm-hmm. I started having you know coffee people on. That's what that started that which coffee asshole thing are you? Because when you go mm-hmm. into a hardcore coffee place <laughs> where the guys wearing like the where they're wearing the um the uh the they're overall the, the the thing but they're like it happens a little bit more in europe where where they're like oh okay yeah like they'll give you like whatever right it's just it's mm-hmm. so like which asshole are you so uh right. yeah I, it's fine i find it funny because there's like there's always a hipster on tour and there's always someone oh, that yeah that hates especially in the music scene, everything that's a so what? apparently that's a that is the great description of a hipster if they hate everything so now you know you hipsters. If, you, if you're wondering if you're a hipster, do you hate everything? Does like people, especially popular things. Like if it's popular, I don't like it. Apparently that's yeah, the, there's kind of like the there's like the uh, oh man, yeah, we went and saw you know, like I, I know like you know I've never been to a Fast and the Furious movie and I never will be. However, yeah. I did embrace the Rambo movie remake, which was fantastic sure. of just him oh, on yeah. a fifty cal. If you know the difference between the two, one you know what I mean, and the hipster would be like. Yes, but have you seen uh, have you seen uh, Stallone's uh, silent work that he did off <laughs> off off Broadway in a thing of like you know I I've got a guy who knows someone who uh, taught him like you know what I'm saying it's like mm-hmm. no just enjoy someone on a fifty cal blowing some shit up that's all you need to do pretentiousness comes along with hipsters I think as well sometimes right I see it's Could such be. a fucking thing in in, in in this business too like this industry side of it oh geez yeah well, so, there's so many pretentious people in that it's, you know it's, it's like whatever, scary. you know and it's it's like okay all right yeah you know whatever but um well we're from the we're from the we're generation x right so yeah i i'm a great example of i just don't give a shit <laughs> it's not that i dislike it it's just i don't care and that I, i'm great for that being like wow you, you do you dislike that it's not i just don't really care about it it's okay i don't dislike it mm-hmm. don't really like it don't care it's generation x man still arguing with yeah. my daughter about that still right. arguing with her. well you just like you just go by on bare minimums and you know this and that and it's like what are you talking about I'm, just, I'm generation x i'm happy with what i have i just don't want all that i don't need all that extra stuff i don't need to you know, have well, I, I, I mean, but I that, don't need that generation though. Yeah, I get it. Um, the other side of it too is, um, there's no, uh, when we grew up, here we are, here we are on the rock, on the rocking chair. When I grew up mm. back in my day, however, mm. there's so many options for everybody to make dough online and do things that that urgency to find a job and provide doesn't necessarily exist anymore. Cause you're like, ah, right. I'll just live at home, which is fine. My kids are going to be at home till they're 30, the way, the way it goes now. But it's like, then when I find something that totally suits me mm-hmm. now, your daughter is not in that case. She, she's gone back to a scenario where, you know, COVID put her, put her there. Cause she was, well, traje- she, she's just about ready to leave she, again now. I think she's on a trajectory. She was on a trajectory to, to, uh, to, you know, some great stuff, but I'm saying I, I, there, the, the urgency aspect of it is like, there's just so many options for work. And now, especially with people working from home all the time, mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah. my God, you know. Well, I there was one thing that I got tired of hearing. It was uh, and because you know, raising Taylor, you get you get to talking to parents and. You know, oh, you're letting your daughter play video games. Oh, I, my kid doesn't watch TV or play video games. They're always outside playing and outside running and this. And it's like, okay, well, that's great for some kids. But what about the kids that want to grow up to be scientists? What if, what if the ones that cure diseases or doctors? Like, So you're going to send that kid out. Like, you're just ruining some kid. Stop it. So what, it's funny because I get older now and I'm kind of like, man, that that's not right. If that kid wants to sit yeah. inside and he's and he's progressing at something um, on his own and he's a little inverted with something, that's fine. It, you, sure, get them out for a walk, but don't force them to join a team or play a sport or something, man. Like we're going to lose all those those people if if parents do that, right? And it, it's funny. I'm getting older. I'm dawning on all these old things that were like, wow, that's not the right way to raise a kid. Well, you've got and and again, there's no there's no handbook. Ever everyone's going to raise the kid the way they want to raise the kid. Yeah. I've put my kids in. Alex tried hockey, dug it, but he wasn't loving it. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be like, you're going to fucking play hockey. And that's it. It's like, <laughs> if you want to keep playing, buddy, cool. Um, and he played a little bit and he'll skate around. He actually asked mm-hmm. to play all the time. So nice. I'm like, cool. But he loves being part of this swim team that he's on. Yeah. And you find your that, own deals. That's cool. That's his three days a week. The kid does 2000 laps a, a week. Like, yeah. I mean, he's going to be, he's getting his, you know, my daughter's in it too. It helped repair her leg. It's like, okay, they get it out there. Um, now, does the sc- the screen time conversation? And I think Joe from the network had a, a mom on his show who, who specializes in this. Hi, Joe. Um, about screen time and all that stuff. And I and I do think it's important to to kind of like keep an eye on it. Like I, I don't oh, I want. Do I don't want. I don't want. I mean, it's tough though, because my kids are very guilty of it, especially with me being away. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and it's like they, uh, we, we try to enforce it at home or whatever. But when I can text my daughter at any point and be like, hey, how's your day? And within two seconds, she texts me back. I'm like, it'd be great if like three hours from there, you texted me back because I know that you weren't, didn't have it glued mm, to your hand. That, right, right. You know, yeah. or something. But, but um, to your point, there's this guy named Gary V who's really great. And um, he talks about, you know, he's a marketing guy, but he's also was one of the first guys in on Facebook and all. He's kind of ahead of the trends, like kind of like Mark Cuban. And he was saying, you know, so many parents want to limit screen time and so many parents want to uh, limit a child's ability in that regard. But these parents keep forgetting that if you do that, these kids are going to be fucked because everyone else is going to be ahead of them. Mm. So we might be like, all right, look at all the screen time we cut them down on in there yeah. and, and all of the uh, the coding and stuff that we didn't let them do. But, man, they can throw a lacrosse ball. That's great, except for when they're 20 and trying to get a job at a school. Right. And some kid has already designed four blocks on a metaverse or on a uh, on a blockchain somewhere on an NFT and created a, a, a virtual world and is making 100 grand a year. And then my child comes in and goes, how – so okay, so it's Shift Command Four. Mm-hmm. Is it Control Alt Delete? What you know what I mean? And they have to be ahead of that stuff, or they're going to be buried in technology by yeah, the time they're twenty. Especially that's what old. they want to do. So it's just funny how things have changed that way. Like I, I would say, if if uh, if I my child was seriously into com- like to on the computer twenty four seven, and they were more of an intellectual, like Taylor's more into music and art, right? But if if my kid was more into math and, and intellectual things like that, I would get them to go outside by a garden or something like that. You know, like not say, okay, you got to go outside and you got to run, you got to play football. No, no, we're going to put a garden together. So it's a little more intellectual for them or sure. we're going to build some bird feeders you know what i mean for the birds outside and we're going to watch them so th- that's just a, and while well, look at me parenting angle 102 102 this but that, i get older just one of those some of those things i was thinking of now speaking of things getting older we're going to talk about something that was created in 1939 uh cheerios nope the batman oh the batman. you see marvel had the 60s right and dc was like uh well you know 1939 that's like almost the 40s anyway 20 years ahead of marvel anyway <coughs> and there's uh well i'm gonna dive into that look at those two different batmans huh Isn't yeah that wild that's an older picture but yeah awesome. well those two batmans well that's a huge story they want to talk about here in a minute so first of all batman if you don't know who batman is there he is swearing vengeance against criminals after witnessing the murder of his parents bruce wayne trains and trains and becomes the mighty detective, the Batman. All right. So DC Comics is uh, it's either Marvel or DC, right, my friends? This one is DC. That's right. That's right. Created by Bob Kane 
and Bill Finger. Now I'm going to get into that in a second. It's Detective Comics number 27, 1939. Uh, uh, the first, uh, there was a 60s TV show that was super popular. And of course, the movies starting in the late 80s were really, really popular as well. Now, look at these two pictures here. I'm sorry if you can't see this. I will describe the picture on the right has a gentleman in the Batman pose, the classic Batman pose. He's got blonde hair. He's got a red tights. And it looks yeah. like, like bat wings actually coming out of his back. Now, on the left, we have our classic Batman with the gray, the black, the uh, even the, the bat uh, belt there, you know. And he's got the bat cape. Yep. Now, the one on the left is somebody who didn't get credit until the 90s, man. What a burn. That's Bill Finger. And the guy on the right is Bob Kane, who took all the credit. And if he was asked, he said, I created Batman. Bob Kane, me. And he was a dick about it. Now, this kind of stuff really ticks me off because Jack Kirby went through some of this. And just being an artist, you know, being walked all over and having your artwork picked from you and ripped off from you, that sucks, man. And that's been going back since music, since way back in the day. Led, Ze- Led Zeppelin. Uh, pilfered tons of music from the uh, the black musicians back then, ripped them off terribly. They get sued for it all the time, or they have, you know. Anytime a, a lawsuit comes up against Led Zeppelin, I can pretty pre- pretty much predict where the lawsuit is coming from right. and that it's not going to see court because they're going to get paid out because, yeah, they ripped them off. So I hate to see Bill Finger get ger- get get uh, burned like this, right? So his family fought for him. He didn't get to see any of this when he was alive, of course. Of course not. But he was the one that came up with the whole gritty approach for him. He, like, like the, the dark thing and he also uh he also came up with the the ma- the more of the idea of the parents being shot you know bob kane uh, so how does guys, bob right? kane so how does bob kane take it from him does he see it in a drawing and then he steals well, it it's, or, it's, it's, or this is back the, in the 30 not this is the 30s dude but i'm People saying like how it was a coincidence that he drew one that looked no, like they this together. they were working together they he were working together yeah yeah um, so what you have, uh, what you have here is you have a big name guy, Bob Kane, and then you have a guy who's really not doing much, uh, Mr. Finger there. And, uh, of course, Bob Kane takes the idea and runs it. And back then, and then, you know, Finger just, I'll just move on to something else. I'll yeah. just draw something else. You know, it's, it's like, it's like Jack Kirby, man. Like this is not uh, a new story for people. So get up to the sixties, Jack Kirby, man, he didn't get to keep his pages. That, no. that he worked on. Can you imagine? He didn't get to keep his own pages. He didn't get paid for creating all these characters. Jack Kirby didn't see any money when he was alive. From a, they were taking his actual comic book pages and putting and turning them into animation, like from his pages he drew. He didn't get any money from that. He didn't get any money from creating characters. All he got money for was doing the pencils, and it was low, low gauge, man. Like, yeah, man, man yeah. So you can see that grinds my gears. <laughs> um, that, that's my sig that the red batman grinding my gears okay so anyway folks let's all remember bill uh yeah bill finger when uh when we think of batman from here on out okay bill finger bob kane let's think of bill finger and bob kane <laughs> and no loss no post lawsuits or anything like there was no oh yeah like oh yeah yeah so, oh yes um oh big one dude big one dude that'd take a lot yeah. more time to go into um sure uh, but I, you I, want, think they, yeah. I think they settled out of court as well because okay. of course of course <sighs> But it was the family, and it was in the '90s, I believe, that he just started getting, getting credit, uh, credit for it, and money coming into his family, which sucks, dude. That's I would terrible. imagine, I would imagine that. No, dude, since, it was 2015. It was 2015. He got credit for it. I would imagine that since the creation of the internet is one thing, but especially in the last five years, mm-hmm. where everyone's going after everyone for everything. Yeah. So, like, there's somebody sitting around going, "My great uncle." wrote the third lyric on the fifth <laughs> record of the last song of the last who record or something and yeah. uh, we've got the receipts to back it up and then so uh, no one's safe right now everyone's getting getting right. sued for well, hey want to hear you know? something funny so uh I, t- I don't teach that much anymore, but my, some of my students are so rad I actually teach piano still um so there's a new Disney movie out in Kanto. Okay, and there's a song in there that's super popular. Sure. So I stripped it down because that's what you do with the piano when you teach kids. You strip it down to the rhythm. The rhythm was this. Dun, dun, 
that's what it was so it was it was the grease song and how popular was that song summer loving right now there's another thing with frozen that does the exact same thing that's kind of funny it's just stealing that little uh rhythm there but burying it right so nobody can find that's what musicians do these days anyways they just they you know what's funny to that i was i was at the show um the my show yesterday and i was just kind of you know, we, we had a pre-rigged day and we were kind of hanging out and, and um, a buddy of mine who I was working with, um, we were just kind of shooting the shit about songs or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, at, oh, I know what came on. Summer of 69 came on. We had like an 80s right. mix going on. And Summer of 69 came on. And and we were just sort of shooting the shit. But do you know, you remember the song Jesus of Suburbia by Green Day? Yeah, they got, I know about the, that whole deal. Yep. But there's four songs in that song. And I don't yeah. know how they, and I, you know, you brought Green Day into our life, but I mean, right. I have no idea how they all have homes anymore after that mm. song came out because Motley Crue could take them down. The Johnny Cash estate could take them down. Uh, Summers, uh, Brian Adams could take them down. That's yeah, they three decided major to, lawsuits. Well, you know? They decided to just give the songs uh, royalties away to, to charity, correct? I believe that's what Brian Adams story that I heard was that Brian Adams didn't take him to court or anything, but he said that they had to record a cover version of summer of 69 and then for charity charity or something. So I don't know if that's happened yet. And I, and I I would like to get a little bit more clarity on that story Mm -hmm. on the flip side to that. If you hear Green Day come out with a cover of summer 69 in the next 10 years, you know why. (laughs) Why, Yeah. Well, Well, Molly crew are the ones that I'm surprised Nikki six isn't all over it because Ah. I don't think Nikki's a big fan of that generation of bands regardless. And then number two, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for all of Nikki's like radness, he, he is the Gene Simmons of Motley Crue. So right. from the standpoint of like, if there's something to it, they're going to go after it. Maybe and, he um, tried and they were like, nah, you know what? And his lawyer said, nah, you know what, Nikki? Nah, let's not do that. You're going to, you're not going to win and it's going to tarnish your career. on with the show. Like I've yeah. never heard before. Yeah. It's, and that's um, a great song. I, and I love Green and I love Green Day, but, and, and I, that record is fantastic, but it was just like, wow. I, I don't know when they were sitting around in a room writing that, that someone didn't go, is that not, shut up, just keep going. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, you yeah, they're pushing it. Oh, I know what I have. It's hard to, I, I find that music doesn't, I was trying to put my finger on it and music just doesn't excite me anymore. You know what I mean? It just, and that's cause I, I, you know, again, generation X. Yeah. Um, it, it just doesn't excite me anymore. Like my daughter shows me bands and I'm just like, yeah, it's just, and a lot of the stuff she listens to that's new, that's coming out. It sounds like grunge. It just sounds like grunge, man. Mm-hmm. I can like pinpoint I, the influences on it. Like I so. heard a song the other day and I was like, whoa like really like that was it was like just it was so, good really or no, bad, no it really? was so blatantly like the the hook from another song and i'm like oh, is yeah, everyone yeah. just giving up or are they just giving up on their writing now i don't understand i think they all think it's an homage now or, or a easter egg right because they use somebody else's stuff hip-hop's I don't know. the only ones that can really do that hip-hop are the ones that can yeah. pull that shit off you know what i mean with old beats and and um and samples and shit and that's where to me where the art like, and zig and our and zig would was amazing for that bringing in hip-hop of samples of old funk and shit that you're like oh shit that's from that song ah but there's a lot you've <laughs> well there's only three chords right or four chords that people write songs with what's the thing well there's you can you can write you know there's a lot of you songs know. that are only three chords but uh there's but not anyways, a lot of chords you know yeah so um but anyways I, I'm, I'm glad i hope he gets his due from this so well his know, family will his family yeah. is now and he is getting credited with with Everything now. It's he's yeah. credited with it now, which is great. Yeah, no, it's, that's horrible when that crap happens. That pissed me off. You know, I can't. I don't fight the government anymore. Or anything like that. I'm too old for it. But that stuff <laughs> just grinds my gears. So, here's some cool unknown facts about the Batman. Okay. So the the name Bruce Wayne came from Robert the Bruce, a Scottish national hero, and uh, Mad Anthony Wayne, hero of American Revolution. Do you know anything about either of those? Well, Robert the Bruce, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, obviously, um, anyone who's familiar with uh, with the movie Braveheart, I mean, Robert the Bruce was spoiler alert. Robert the Bruce was uh, <laughs> was old Mel's best buddy, that William Wallace's best buddy, and then he turns on him. Yeah. And uh, but Robert the Bruce was a a, a bit of a tyrant uh, of the Scottish Empire. So there you go. So yes, he gets his first name from the last name from uh, yeah, Mad Anthony Wayne. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, and the Batcave 
was introduced through the 1940s TV show. So it did come in comics. There was a 40s TV show before the the 60s TV show. I know. You yes, do your thing. I'm going to find that graphic because I thought I saw it the other day. Cool. Oh, yeah. Hold you on. probably have. And, okay. So in uh, 1943, the TV show was introduced and it introduced the Batcave. So usually the stuff comes from the comic books, then goes to the shows, to the movies. This one started in the TV show back in the 40s. Now, also, Alfred used to be a fat dude. He used to be, uh, he used to like his uh, his Big Macs and stuff, whatever he's he munching did. on. So he's Skinny Al came in throughout this TV show as well. Maybe because they wanted the actor who was skinnier. I don't know what the deal was with that. But the uh, the TV show back in the four in the forties that introduced the Batcave. So it, it it grew from there, of course. You know, with the big Joker card in there, and we have Robin's outfit in there, his costume in there, and mementos of stuff that he's done. Of course, the computers and all that. The back computer, I think, was always in there, but it was just larger buttons back in the forties when you when you had a computer of that. Uh, I think I found it here. Hold on. Okay, we, we, I think we touched on this before. Yeah, there you go. No, we haven't, but look at that. Ah, there you go. So that's the Batman's 40s TV show. You can get that stuff on uh, YouTube and check that out, which is really, really cool. So that's how long the Batman. So, you know, if you look at things this way, Batman has been around and more probably uh, is more inspirational overall than uh, Spider-Man, I would say, because time, the, the, yeah. the, the 40s. He was created in 1939. Let's just say 1940, like just the 40s, early 40s. Um to bring all that together. So it didn't take long to have the TV show after either. It hit pretty hard, you know, pretty quickly. So another uh, interesting uh, fact here um, is there is an actual university course. And it's called, it's at the University of Victoria. It's called the Science of Batman. And it is the extreme range of adaptability of the human body explored through the life of the Cape Crusader. So you can actually teach or take a Batman course at university. What? I think How that's awesome the raddest that? thing. That's the raddest thing in the world. And it's all about the science, right? You got to explore ah. life Batman and the science of Batman. Uh, and that's just around the corner from, from here where I am. It's just yeah, a ferry neat, ride huh? across the way. And it's, it's, uh, so if Alex or Samantha decided they want to go to university, that's, uh, I won't, I won't be like, you got to play hockey, but I'll be like, you got to take that Batman course. I can see what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be cool. See, that gives me inspiration for, uh, I actually, I wouldn't want to teach. I'm, I'm done teaching pretty much. That's actually, I wouldn't want to teach university or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm done with that. I just want to sell comic books and talk to people. Um, okay. So yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty, I thought that was neat. Um, another, in fact, uh, Batman's ears. Yeah. The projectiles. So if he could like, if his hands are cut back like this and he can't do it, his hands or feet, he can lean forward and shoot those uh, bat horns out as projectiles and like stab somebody in the head. Have we seen him do it yet in a, in a show or a movie or no TV? Comic book. Just in the comic book. Yeah. 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 Where, you know, as I was going to say, that's where everything comes from, but not in this case is the, the bat cave came from the TV show. And I thought that was cool. Now this is an interesting question. Now I already asked you this cause you, you, because we were, we were shooting the, the breeze about this after the last show. And that is, what is Bruce Wayne worth? Right. And I forget what she said. I think first she said like $32 billion or something. I don't know if you were just like. Yeah, so I was just throwing a number. Yeah, I don't know if you hadn't thought about it or anything. But uh, yeah, so he is worth, in the like comic books, right? He's yeah. worth $7.2 billion. That's what that's Bruce Wayne is worth. That's, that's not a lot of money. You, you can't, you can't, if he had 10 billion, I'd, I'd say that, you know, cause I think doesn't Tony Stark, he must have more money than Batman. That's a good Wayne. question. What's Tony Stark worth? Cause hmm. 7.2 billion. I would think one jet would be worth a billion. So that's not a lot of money. Maybe, think about how yeah. much, think of how much money Tony Stark has when it comes to like one of those Iron Man suits must be a billion dollars. Yeah. See Tony Stark. Ah, so he has, here's the difference. Here's the difference between Tony Stark and Batman is everybody knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. So he can work with shield. He can work with, yeah. you know, um, if you look back into Tony's dad, uh, he was working with shield and he wasn't like, it wasn't cause wasn't because of a lot of stuff Tony Stark was doing. It was a lot of stuff that shield was bringing him. Whereas Batman has this one guy and he says, Hey man, you know what I need? Does <laughs> I need you to tap into everybody's phones so I can know what they're doing? So yeah, you, yeah, you can see the difference, right? Totally. So I, yeah, he would. So Tony Stark would make so much more money because he, he's at that higher level, being Tony Stark and Iron Man at the same time. So that's a good I, point, though, huh? That's a really good funny? point. You know what's funny about that, though? It's like, okay, so Iron Man, so Batman's out. So then, does Marvel go? All right, we need a counter to Batman, which we, obviously we talked was what Moon Knight, right? 
Mm-hmm. That was sort of their idea. But in this, it's like, but but we think Tony Stark would be a cool option as an Iron Man, but we're just going to make him richer. Mm. Right. So then, then DC comes out with like, you know, something else. They Aquaman. Okay, great. Well, we're going to come up with this over here. That's like better than Aquaman. <laughs> like, just, right. like the, the one option, you know, it's, it's no different than sports. It's like, Oh, you got a good center. Oh, yeah, we dude. got a better, we got a better center. Oh, you yeah. got a good goalie. Our goalie's way better. Well, look at this. <laughs> DC had wonder woman and yeah. then uh, Marvel decided to come up with wonder man. They just keep going back and forth and back and forth. But the Tony Stark thing, I think he has more money than Bruce Wayne. He must. And, well, that, and, and, and I explained why, which I was a, I was a good point, though. Because at first I was kind of like, oh, yeah, why is that? And then you, you think about it and it's like, oh, well, that's why. Because he's he's Iron Man and Tony Stark. There's no. That's right. You know, it's like if, if Bruce Wayne could just go to a big company and say, all right, here's what we're doing. We're going to yeah. make 10 Batmobiles. We're going to make five of this, five of that, you know, and then they can outsource it. They can get cheaper price. And plus, yeah. remember when he when he buys one one little mask part, he has to buy like a hundred thousand of, of them yeah. so that nobody gets. Yeah. So that's, that's a really good point of why Tony Stark is worth more money than Bruce Wayne. Boom. There Look we go. That. There Look we that. go. Solving problems. Goddamn Marvel. Solving okay. problems. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, yeah. So, and, and then the new movie has, uh, so we got, so the big villains we've seen in modern day movies, we've seen the Joker, obviously. Right. Yep. We've seen the Riddler now, again, twice, mm-hmm. Two Face twice. Yeah. Well, the Joker. We've had three Jokers. We've and had more. this is our third. More Catwoman. really, I mean, in the movies, but you've got Nicholson, Ledger, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, but you're then, right. but then you've got. Um, God, I'm just thinking of the this, movies, but you also, movies. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot uh, Gold Teeth guy there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Jared Leto too. Ah, oh, yeah. Who I thought was more maybe uh, Robin. Yeah. Anyway, sure. so here's all our mainstays here, right? Um, Mr. Freeze, Dr. Freeze has not been done even close to well. I yeah. thought, as I mentioned, I thought that Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, their I loved the way they played their characters. Uh, if you would have had a different writer there and had a darker story, I think that would have been really cool because they're great actors. They just would have took, took a different approach to it. Right? I, but I thought Tommy Lee Jones, they, they were, to your point, I thought they were pretty deadly and with working with what they had to work with because well, that's what i mean yeah. yeah carrie was amazing and tommy lee you know at that point of tommy lee jones's career i mean he was in everything yeah. and so you know you can get away with a lot more when you're in everything mm-hmm. as well because he was in everything so people are like oh how is he gonna play him because now he's just grizzled old western tommy lee jones it's just angry all the time and he might have been like that back then but he could be yeah. frantic and insane and people be like, "Wow, look what he's doing with that! Mm-hmm. Look what he's doing with that!" He'd now, probably do a, a really good old Sith uh, Lord, you know? Oh my God, yeah, yeah, he'd be great. That would be um, pretty cool. That should be a subject of a future show: grizzled old angry actors that would be really good in new roles now as grizzled yeah. old angry actors. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like because Tommy Lee Jones is like doesn't look like he laughs at all, other than no. when he's in character, right? So. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he that didn't like uh, Jim Carrey at all, I guess. They didn't get along. Jim Carrey's yeah. always on, I guess, because he was doing so much cocaine, maybe. He's like always <laughs> like, woo and shit. Like Robin Williams, but uh, people tolerated him. But yeah, so we want to talk about uh, villains that we haven't seen yet in the mainstream movies that should be in there. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's a few guys there. Do you know those dudes? No, actually, because I don't know. other ones here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good because so, the one that I picked isn't in any of these pictures. There you go. And it's Professor Pig, P-Y-G. And uh, it's not for Pig, it's for Pigmatum or whatever that is. There he is there. Look at him. Look at how gruesome that is. If you can't see this at home, Batman is hung upside down beside a bunch of pig carcasses. Yeah. Um, they're dead pigs. And you got your uh, Professor Pig in his mask and his big uh, apron on to keep the blood off and a huge knife looking like he's doing a little dance about to come up and cut Batman. And, and all of his stories are just like psycho real good detective type gore uh homicidal police work stuff you know what i mean and and he just he doesn't he's one of those guys that doesn't appear like he's very smart but he's super smart and that's what i like about a lot of batman's villains is that they are really really smart unlike electro you know what i mean yeah uh sandman guys like that a lot of batman's uh villains are really smart because he's a detective so he needs that um he needs, he needs somebody, a villain that's on his mind level. 
Now that's easier to adapt than like Superman's problem, right? Because they need somebody as powerful as Superman. Sure. That's hard to find on, that's on earth. Impossible but you, to find. you can find a lot of really, really smart people, especially uh, evil people, you know, and there's the different kinds of people. There's the kind that uh, want the world like Lex Luthor, as we've talked about before. And there's the kind that are bullies and want to get revenge on stuff. And then there's the kind like well, the Joker. I think who that's the, just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. And I think that that's like the appeal to, to um to batman overall and i'm you know i'm a dc guy we know that uh mm-hmm. but superman you know i was a big superman fan but i think the the batman appeal and why i think people get so excited about batman movies mm-hmm. is because they go well you know what how is he going to get out of this one like and i know that sounds really dumbed down but it really is that because it's like well how is he going to be up against the joker Okay. Okay. Cool. Like, how's he going to be up against Bane? What's he using in his brain to get out of the situation? Because Batman has to think about everything because it, it takes a bullet, it's over. So yeah. it's really, I think that that's the appeal, uh, which is why I think like Batman, James Bond, all those have such appealing things to people that they could just keep watching it over and over again because mm-hmm. you have to keep creating ways to make him get out of situations, which right. Superman doesn't necessarily have to do. Mm-hmm. Iron Man can just fly away, really. Uh, Spider-Man can just web away. But <laughs> I just think that to me, it's it's that's the appeal to, to Batman is how's he outthinking this person? And then when mm-hmm. he gets outthought, that's like where you're like, whoa. Like man. in Hush, Hush was just like, holy crap, man. Yeah. Sanity. Yeah. Sanity. So it's, yeah, that's the appeal to me on that side of it. Which, you know, because people get get uh, superhero burnout, I guess. But I don't. Oh really- yeah. Well, can you imagine having to come up with this every month for a comic book? Like, this is going like like it, like this. Is I don't know, Chris. Me is, you tell I'm, me. You well, tell I'm, me. Yeah. Well, this see, this is my world's amazing. I can do different stuff with my world all the time. I know that, but you got to keep creating stuff all the time, right? Oh, I got, dude. I'm way ahead. Yeah. I, so, for mine, I'm I'm great. But- before I forget about, it, I was going to ask you because okay, so. When it comes to this thing that you were talking about here between yeah. the two creative the creations, yeah. so does Batman now own the parents murdered story forever? Like, there's not another comic that can come up with like another character that you know you with can, but set. then again, you're not going to hook anybody. Why would you? Everybody's going to say it's saying. just like Batman. Like, so, what you could yeah. do that, but why would you? Nobody would. Right. You know what and I mean? Like, that's it. he owns it forever, right? Yeah, for sure, right? Mm. And, that, and that's what and Finger came up with that. So the you have to eliminate that. Of. You have to eliminate that. So you, as a comic book artist, uh, episode three yeah. skeleton well, coming, going get really. Soon. I, I'm at, I'm at a part in the future here where uh, our hero Skeletron is in a shack, held captive by uh, a pedophile Nazi scarecrow, and his his uh, that's not him. <laughs> you understood. This is a different, that's a, that guy's funny. This, the, I want that, that villain you're going to kind of like. I wanted to create a villain that there's no way you could like artwork. him. Just showing some yeah. artwork. Yeah. So, but anyway, so Skeletron's captured there and he's like, he's like, just, he's been devastated. Since the cool thing about the story that I got going on, this is issue seven. Skeletron has been getting the crap kicked out of him since issue one, man. Yeah. And the story, this has been, in, the story has not stopped since issue one. This is an ongoing story. It's amazing. And it's so much fun to do. But my problem, so he's captured. How does he, how does he get out of this? You know what? Like, so like, does somebody come and rescue him? Well, that's, that's lame. Um, does he just like get so angry that his power, you know, he hulks out and he escapes? No, that's lame too. So that's, I'm not going to tell you what I came up with, but I, so, you know, it's your classic thing. He's stuck in a shack. He's chained to something. Yeah. He's been, he's had the crap beat out of him for three days. He's been touched. He's been, he's been, he's been mind screwed. He's been physically screwed. He's just worst he could ever be. How does he get out of this? Like, and this is, this is the lowest part of our hero too. Cause before this part, our hero is a happy go lucky kind of screw you guy. After what happens in this issue changes him, it, it, it changes him and you'll, you'll see. It's, it's How many great. hours do you stay up at night thinking about this stuff? I don't, it comes to me and then I hit it. And then you hit it, right? I know. I don't waste time worrying about thinking about anything unless it's there. But my, yeah. I, I'm one of those guys that my mind's always thinking. And on my drawing board, I have five pages of, of just ideas, words. If I hear yeah. a word or a, a saying. Yeah. Um, oh, I heard one the other day. It was like, uh, you don't need to call the devil. He comes without calling. Oh, man. That's just like. And that's from that's just from some folk horror story, right? Sure. So I'm always listening and watching while I'm drawing. And if I get, if the creativity bug bites me, I just go with it. I go with it and I scratch it down 
or I, or I rough it out on pages. But that's yeah. the life of a comic book artist. I sit and draw all day, right? No, I know. And, but I would, I would imagine that if like you're writing jingles for commercials, if you're writing a song, like if you've been commissioned to write songs for a pop record or a metal record or not, like, you know, you're sitting around trying to channel ideas to come up with something that either a, no one's heard from before or mm-hmm. be something that's, that's fitting. So, uh, yeah. So good. Good. Well, on my, you. One thing about my story, dude, is it's not like anything else you're going to read. Yeah. This is, this story is not like, and I know it seems hard to do that, but um, yeah, the story's not like anything you're going to read. So, yeah, so issue three actually is, um, was delayed, of course. Yeah. Because they had trouble getting the paper. <laughs> um, I don't know what that had to do. Is just COVID or the truckers or what? But check this out. They upgraded our paper. So I get better paper. It's going to be like really nice paper got for the same paper price. There. Got some good paper there. We got yeah. some really good paper. And it's not like we were shortchanging the paper before. It was better than the Marvel comic paper, the quality, dude. Yeah. Like Marvel quality is like paper thin. You know, my comic is thick. So the new one, this one here, that's going to be delivered to my door, either late tomorrow or early Tuesday morning, um, will right. be available. We have a comic. So um, I don't know if you want to show. I have a comic convention coming yeah, up yeah. here in Kingston you're as well. You're super busy. Super if you're busy. local. Yeah. So I'm doing the film festival next week and it's all online. Um, you can just go to the Canadian, Kingston Canadian Film Festival. And you can you can uh, buy into it. I think it's ten bucks or something, and you can get my whole two hour uh, workshop lecture on making comic books, creating comic books. Uh, and if you're local here in Kingston, SBT Comics, um, which is right on my side of Kingston here, near the Walmart, it is. Uh, I'm in the comic shop there. I'm doing a four week, once a week comic book shop for kids. And they come in and I teach them. It's a workshop. I do demonstrations. We just learn how to draw comics, man. And then uh, there's a Comic Con that's coming on April 24th. That is on Montreal Street at some hall there. Um, you know, one of the halls. I, I know more information on my website. Um, so that's on the 24th. That'll be our first Machete Comics Comic Con. That'll be the first time we're out about to talk to people to sell comic books. We'll have... Two and three are there for sure. Number one, we probably won't have issue one there, unfortunately, but we'll have issue two and three, some posters, some merch. And then in May, I'm doing the Kingston uh, Heritage Fair, which is where uh, you can go online and listen to me tell my whole life story. If uh, It won't be my whole life story, but my story of how I got into comic books yeah. and how I pay the bills uh, drawing comic books. So I won't be drawing on that one. I'll just be talking, tell my life story. You can go to machetecomics.ca to find that out. Also, we have, I believe, three uh, pop-up, uh, art shows in downtown Kingston over the summer that we're going to be doing. I'm still just figuring out where we're going to do them, but they're all downtown Kingston in the summer. So there's be three of them and we'll be selling uh, my original artwork there, my printed artwork there, comic books, all kinds of stuff. Um, and that's just the start of it, my friend. There's lots more coming from Machete Comics. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's amazing to watch it to go, especially that the world is basically back. Or, sorry, let me use that loosely. Getting back, getting back. So people yeah, are going out and doing stuff there, and and, very and, positive and doing the thing. So that's great. Um, yeah. So good on you, brother. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, so yeah. So if you're local or not, like some of the stuff you can get online. If your kids want to learn some workshop stuff, they can get online. If you just want to hear me talk about stuff, you can watch that too. And you can follow Chris. Look at all the places. He's on the Facebook, yep. the Twitter, you know, the TikTok. He's rocking it on the TikTok. And uh, still, yeah. Yeah, the grown the grown ups are making all the best content on that platform. Let me tell you that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It won't be long until I'm hiring some artists and stuff too, because we're getting really busy here. So keep your eye. That's on not us. a bad problem to have. No, Let's keep your eye so on you us. Know. If you're an artist out there, man, and you're, you're like, you know, keep in mind, uh, Machete Comics is the punk rock of comic books here. Like if punk rock was a comic book, it'd be Mr. Machete or, or Machete Comic Books. <laughs> be Machete Comic Books. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be looking for artists soon enough. Yeah. So I want to finish with one Batman question for you, buddy. Are you going to go see it? When, when are you going to go see this? Uh, yeah, I'll get there, dude. You know what? Is, I get. You probably should go when I go. I start. Like, here's my thing. I start drawing something. Yeah. And I, I and this is not a bad problem to have. It's yeah. like starting a, starting something and I have to finish it. I have sure. to. I, yeah. I'll actually be thinking, okay, I'm just going to finish this part in the background on this tree and go downstairs up some deed. I'll stand up and look at it. And next thing I know, I've been sat down and I'm drawing again. And I don't, oh yeah, I was going to go downstairs. Like, dude, I just, focus. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. So hopefully I'll get to Batman soon. Well, I don't get home till like the 16th of March. So, so no that, that week, plan on that week. Yeah. I get home. You know, you know, the other thing too, the plane, I'm taking Alex. So yeah, the other thing too, I just, one other thing I just wanted to, on a, not on a downer mope, but, but, um, uh, the mental health that everybody, that a lot of people are going through with, uh, COVID and everything, mm-hmm. man, it really, really sucks. So if you put something like uh cancer survivor on top of that, you are going to be double stressed out. And I'm watching that with my wife and I feel really bad for Lonnie. She's being really strong and doing awesome, yeah. but it's tough for her. Um, mm-hmm. when she gets a normal cold, which she did last week, um, 
it just knocks her right out. I'm talking just a normal cold. Now, I don't get sick, knock on wood. I haven't been sick in over 15 years. I know, I know, I know. She is knocked out by it. So she's terrified of getting COVID because if she gets COVID, it will be life-threatening for her because her well, immune system listen, from yeah, surviving people cancer. People just don't know how they're going to react to this shit. And this is the no, but, stuff that drives but, me nuts. I know what you're saying, dude. No, but my, no, but my point is, is, the, yeah. is, is that she gets some mental anguish on just going out. She went yeah. out tonight and, and she's so brave. She's awesome. I was in the middle of doing a million things. So it, to us, it, it doesn't seem like just going to up the road to Walmart is a big deal, but to people with some mental anguish and some mental yeah. stress, um, it does. So I'm, my point is to be very patient. If somebody seems they're a little leery about doing some things after this is starting to lift, it might not be they're being a jerk. It might not they're being rude. It might be they're just having some issues upstairs in their head. And that's the only thing I wanted to mention, which is um, it's not just COVID with some people. Some people have some anxieties that are sure. on top of that. All right. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out. Be, be, be good to each other. I always say to people, man, like party on and be excellent to each other. Well, and more know, so now than ever. Don't be, and, don't be me. We're coming out of a really shitty time. Yeah. Um, it's it's more of a time to support people if they're not if they're a little off right now. Yeah, and the other thing too is like you know um, for the same reason of when COVID started and people were shaming people like I I certainly took my fair share of you never had COVID and all that yeah. bullshit. But yeah. like on the flip side to this thing, um, and I think Dean and Locke and all those guys talked talked about it on the network or somebody wrote an article about it. Maybe it was Dean, I'm not sure, but it was mm-hmm. you know listen, if you're walking in the mall. And someone's wearing a mask and, you know, don't shame them down because they're doing that. To your point, they could have some mental anguish that was going on with it prior to COVID anyways. Yeah. Right. There, there was people masking up before this thing even came. Well, I, people, saw, I, I saw a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but yeah, there's handfuls of folks that were doing it around here. Yeah. A lot of the nail salon were wearing them before so like, uh, just don't, you know. don't shit, don't shame people down. And uh, you know, listen, everyone I'm traveling. Okay. And despite what you hear, wherever you hear, I have been to the Carolinas, which is a hardcore red state. And guess what? Everyone's masking up. I was in Florida. Everyone was masking up and it's not just Canada. It's like when you go into a restaurant or something in some of these, these states down here, you have to wear a mask. So all, that's where it'll end. But to they Chris's point, Chris, right? Yeah, but to Chris's point, like, you know, it's just, it's time to be kind and like let mm-hmm. people come out of this how they need to come out of it. And especially yeah. the people that are suffering uh, mentally because of the fact that they have a, you know, that, that they actually have a, you know, their immune system is, is, is a problem. Um, and some I mean, of it's just the, that fear of getting that sure. sick again. You know what I mean? It sure. triggers anxieties. There's a lot of things that have happened to people in the past that trigger anxieties. So, yeah. So, just let's be excellent to each other. But wait, I have one more question for you on Batman before because we're getting near the end yeah. here. Um, so, and this is the one that, that people yell and scream about. Don't bring this up at a comic book shop. Uh-huh. Batman's getting old, man. Who should take over? Should it be should, – should, like, should it be Flash? Should it be uh, – <laughs> no, but should, so, so should it be like uh, uh, Tim Drake – should it be uh, Jason Todd, who's the Red Hood now? Should it be Dick Grayson, the original, who's Nightwing now? Or should it be like he's got a son now, uh, Damian Wayne, right? That uh, was kind of well, okay. I, I, him, but, uh, I just saw an interview with Joseph Gordon Levitt, and I think it's a little bit old, but it, it came out of it was just before Affleck was cast as Batman. And I think Howard Stern was talking to him about, Are you choked that it's not you? Because I yeah. think coming out of, out of, you know the end of that yeah, they batman. called him robin right bunch of yeah, real name it, well it was yeah and i think that that was sort of like okay cool either he's going to take it over or there's going to be something that's going to tie into robin here or something and maybe to your point it would it would yeah. go but um they never went there and and joseph is like well you know if nolan would have continued on the series without me then i would have been choked mm. but because he was like i'm only making these three it ends at these three he goes yeah. then i don't care what it is next because it's a completely different series it's a completely different thing so for me mm-hmm. there's potentially three batmans on the go right now you've got pattison you've got keaton back and if for any reason um they decide to go with like refiring up this justice league thing mm-hmm. you're still gonna have affleck in there i don't know if he ever wants to play it again but mm-hmm. i'm just saying you've got like two or three batmans going on and pattison's representing the young one that is like the the that doesn't really know how to balance the two keaton is the older one mm-hmm. so to, if i'm being honest like uh i think robin 
and Jason Todd and like that sort of thing should be its own thing. I don't think that it should be like, well, Dick Grayson's going to jump in and be like, you know, like that's cool for TV purposes. Like maybe Dick Grayson is the new Batman or something on, on TV. But when it comes to a movie, I want, um, I'm fine with the origin story. And then possibly if they would have went, if Nolan would have went somewhere and, and, and Batman was really killed off and Levitt jumped in, then maybe that's a nice continuation. But if they've started over again, then I'm like, well, just keep going, I guess. And, and just keep I think referring more to the comic book, like just in that, yeah, in that vein there. Yeah. Cause his son's in there and he's such a little prick. He's awesome. Right. Yeah. I, I for me, it's like, um, he's only getting old cause the writers are writing him old. Like if there's a if there's a young then it's then he's still young so it's yeah. really just circumstance. I think. Well, it's just the, the subject, you know. It's like if somebody wants to take over because because there's somebody you know who has the heir who has the who's the heir to the throne of the bat who gets the bat cave who gets all his toys like it's it's a it's a pretty rad thing because you think that like Dick Grayson's been there the longest but then um, Damien's is his flesh and blood right but Damien's. <laughs> Kind of, I w- I would have loved some kind of twist in there. If I'm being honest, that uh, if Alfred had a son and he was secretly feeding him all of this information behind in preparation of if something tragic happens to Batman, that Alfred's well, that would have been a cool twist. Would, would yeah, I, I think that would have been kind of rad because no one probably knows more about him than Alfred. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't it be? It's like in Star Wars with like you know. Obi-Wan or something no one knows more about Anakin than Obi-Wan so like mm-hmm. in this case it's like who is going to who knows more about Batman the only person that knows more about Batman is Alfred so why shouldn't he should be tied into the story somehow and I mm-hmm. think it should be somebody that he brings along that'd be pretty cool huh yeah and then then you can have a story where Robin's like well no 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 or or, or Grayson is like no no I was his partner it's like yeah but he might have been his partner but he told me everything yeah I Robin war I know everything. And then you can, then you have a a battle to see who's going to be Batman. I, that story would be killer. And I think um, war of the Robins. I always liked Robin. That's always rad, dude. If he's done right. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is we're just saying is if there was somebody to be, that's the big conversation, right? Is like, they don't on a lot of big bang theory that comes to mind right there. That was one of the episodes there. They talk about that kind of thing. Yeah. I would, I would have loved, I'd like to see like Alfred have a secret thing going on. And then it's like, he kind of has this like, no, 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 you're Batman now. And then have like Robin and be kind of like, wait a minute. Well, no, 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 no. I don't like this. And then it just sort of goes off into this other story. And then you have two Batmans and fighting for supremacy in the city. I think that would be a really cool story. So that would be. that's where I would love to see it go. Awesome. Just because, you know, it changes things up a bit because right to your point about like Superman being the same and mm-hmm. sort of some of these origins being the same, that would be a complete origin twist that i don't think i've seen yet and i don't think anyone um, would be expecting be one. right yeah it'd be cool to either if, if he either had a son that come up to take over batman or came up to be the ultimate villain or something because he knew all his secrets there's rad. that side too yeah absolutely rad, huh? takes would, you know what if his if alfred's son took over the joker that would be another wicked kind of angle on that too see yeah we got great ideas we should be running that shit man well who do we know at dc who can we Nobody. um no Kevin Smith. Hey, buddy. Here's it. We got a story for you. Yeah, it's a good one, bud. Right on. There we go. We did it. All right, friends. Uh, I got to. We're kind of live. I'm doing a show tonight. Yeah. yeah. I got to eat some know, food. I haven't eaten you know, food and all yet. the rest of it. Uh, you can catch us on all the places. Make sure uh, this is coming out. Uh, you know, make sure that you check this out. This is the, this is going to be landing on Christmas Yeti's doorstep any minute. And it's uh, issue three. Of Skeletron, which looks really, comics.ca. Yeah, all the places. Uh, that, my friends, is the Kids on the Escalator podcast for another Monday. Thank Yay! you for joining us. Uh, he's in Kingston. I'm in Seattle, and together uh, we're uh, we're killing it here with the with the Batman stuff. So thanks for joining us. Go see Batman. Looks like it did well, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, way eh? we'll see you. Good times. Rad dudes, man. Party on. Be excellent to each other. Bam. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. 
I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.